Thank you for joining us this morning. My name is Stuart Farley, Senior Pastor of Rama Christian Center located on Davis Stewart Road in Lewisburg, West Virginia. Our church is an interdenominational church with a mission to equip and mature believers in order to better build the kingdom of God by offering love, acceptance, and forgiveness to everyone in a broken world. Listen this morning as we bring you the transforming Word of God. Been in a series, a few months, going through this, and I'm amazed when we see what the Lord is doing. And, and, and when I get in a series, and you, you, you begin to um, teach on something, you, you kind of know where you're going, but it's just amazing to me how God just unlocks, refreshes, renews so many more things than, than, than you anticipate. And uh, in dealing with this series and talking about David and his mighty men, uh, Pat Robertson wrote a book on David, and uh, I think I told you this, Michael sent it to me, and I've, I've, I've listened to the whole book, several portions of the book I've listened to uh, twice. I had a funeral in... Uh, Southern West Virginia yesterday, a pastor friend of mine and Will Compton's passed away, a church that I've been involved in oversight with for 24 years and pastor passed away Friday as I was going. You all know that a state trooper got shot and I was going down towards Logan and um, I wasn't in a hurry. I was driving because I knew I couldn't, you know, needed to be there at a certain time and had left in time and was driving and I look up and four state police cars are just racing at me as fast as they, they can. I just pulled over and waited. <laughs> Thinking, it can't be after me. But anyway, it was just had one of those, one of those moments, you know, of, of looking up, seeing four of them. But anyway, I, I just think we need to pray for that family and, and, and all that's involved in that situation too. But the emotion of going through um, everything that we're going through as, as a world, as a nation, as Christians, as believers walking with the Lord. In listening to this book by Pat Robertson going through the whole life of David, it just amazes me how much stuff I, 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 I can't get over the fact that God in setting things up Jesus himself called himself the son of David in a particular place and that his lineage begins with David. And, you know, we look at people in the natural and we see things about David that, you know, as a man, as, as a human, made flaws, he, 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 all kinds of things we could say negative about David, God did not even want him to build the temple for the Lord because he was a man of war. He was a warrior. He was a bloody man of war, and he wanted Solomon. Yet David prepared and, and, and 
uh, had everything in place for Solomon to do that. And it's it, it just the, when you take that wealth of what he did in those days and you put it in modern dollars, it's literally billions of dollars that he had. Um, and when, when, you, when you see the picture of, of what God's trying to do and we begin to look in the Old Testament and you see the Holy Spirit concealed, Jesus is concealed in this Old Testament. And when you begin to unlock that and see that, it's, it's just a refreshing and amazing thing. And um, last week, I, I nowhere near got finished with my message, but we've been looking at this journey, and, and it's almost simple, and because I repeat it so often, I think people miss it, yet I see the value. Bethlehem is faithful in natural things. Very simple. Christians should be faithful in natural things. Adullam is faithful in needs. We have needs facing us everywhere. We have our own needs, yet we've got to minister to the needs of others. Even though we have needs, our needs are ministered to, and it's something that you've got to be due, but you've got to be faithful. Now, remember, every one of these starts with faithful. Faithful in natural things, faithful in needs. And then we come to Hebron where the life of David and the thing of David being king is faithful in relationships. And we're going to talk a little more about that today because we've got to understand all of these in the progression of what happens in our lives before we get to Zion, which is faithful in ruling. And there's, there's just so many things that you can talk about, about David going from Hebron, taking Jerusalem, which was inhabited by the Jebusites, by Jebus, and it had never been conquered. And then we, we go and we see, and again, all the significance of, of when you understand that there is a heavenly Jerusalem, there's a new Jerusalem that's coming down to heaven. I'm just, there's so much significance through all of Scripture as we gain understanding and, and, and a wealth of knowledge of Jesus as King, and, uh, the lineage of David and, and the son of David, he says. And, and you go through all these things and it's just amazing what happens in us understanding that we are to rule and reign with Christ. Angels are going to be judged by believers. So many things in here, and yet the body of Christ seems to be satisfied at times with just my salvation, me okay, get me to heaven. That's all that matters is me. Sometimes I wonder if probably the biggest detriment to us doing what God wants us to do is me gets in all of our ways from doing what God wants us to do. You know, my biggest problem isn't you, it's, I was hoping everybody would say it and get it. My biggest problem isn't you, it's me. That's right. So I'm saying, Lord, 
I want you to do something with me. Now, Hebron is the place of covenant relationships, and I'm really into Zion of ruling and reigning. That's where we are in the series of coming to that, but there's some things that we talk about. Last week I made a statement, and, and, and I want to make this statement to begin today. Our biggest enemy, the church's biggest enemy, your biggest enemy, is not cancer or abortion or Washington, D.C., or any other place or nation. The biggest hindrance to the body of Christ doing what God has called them to do and being who God wants them to be are, and I don't want to get in a debate, but the demons, if I could say it that way, you'll see how evil I think it is, the demons of disunity, disloyalty, and selfish carnality. That's the biggest hindrance to us doing what God has intended for us to do. Disunity, disloyalty, and selfish carnality. Now here's what I'm discovering is when these things die, everything in the kingdom of darkness will begin to come down. At Hebron... David's men formed covenant relationships. I'm not trying, don't want to repeat everything that I've said, but I made the statement last week. I'll make it again today. It's impossible for us to go from Adullam to Zion because you can't get there. Bethlehem and Adullam were journeys that David had to go through, but he passed through those. And the problem with Adullam being in the place of just needs and having needs and having your needs met and all of the things with it's just living in needs is one of the biggest problems from the valley of Adullam and the cave of Adullam is you can't see the big picture. Jerusalem is the place that he got to where he could begin to see the big picture. There's a bigger picture involved in, in what's going on. If you live at Adullam, all you can see is yourself. All you can see is what you want. And it's real easy when you get focused on all your needs and you just are living in needs and with your own needs, it's really hard sometimes to see what God's doing. We can talk about needs. Y'all know our world needs a lot, don't it? But what's God doing on the earth today? What's God involved with? You know, if you want to know what the devil's doing, just turn the news on. Because that's all they talk about is what the enemy is doing, what's going on, what's wrong, what's negative. But what is God doing in our lives, in our home, in our community, in our church, in our nation, in our world? Now, in order for us to take Zion and come to the place of ruling and reigning, the body of Christ has got to understand that it, the body of Christ, has to come into covenant 
relationships. Can you say covenant relationships? I want you to hear that. You know, and here's our problem. One of our biggest problems. Even in our relationships, we're in covenant with God. We're in covenant with one another. And what happens in our relationships, in covenant relationships, we become religious with it. You know, I've made this statement for years. Religion is never of God. There's all kinds of religions out here. Religion is not what God's trying to establish. He wants you to have a relationship with Him. He wants you to have a relationship with your brother and sister in Christ. He wants you to uh, uh, be everything that He has, has planned and purposed you to be. But, you know, we, we have this tendency in covenant relationships to get religious instead of faithful. Faithful. How many of you know you can get religious with mowing your grass or brushing your teeth? I'm just saying all of the all of the natural things you can get religious about it. You can get religious about needs. You can make everything about a need where it's all about the need. We got to meet the need, do the need, take care of the need. Do you have a need? You know, for years I'd go to church and in every service they'd come. Do you have a need? Anybody have a need? God's here. The only reason God's here, He's not here for anything other than to meet your need. If you don't know Him, He's here to save you. And it all be about the needs. You can get religious in needs. You can also get religious in covenant relationships of trying to tell everybody else what they've got to do to walk with their brother and walk with their sister and how to live and all the things involved in that. And you can get religious in trying to rule and reign. God's not really interested in you being more religious. He is interested in you walking in His love, acceptance, forgiveness, and loving like He loves. Now, when we walk in relationships, sometimes we think our calling qualifies us to do certain things. I mean, I'm a pastor. I realize I've been called to be a pastor, but being a pastor... Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you're a prophet or a prophetess or, or, or uh, you know, your gifting may make you glow in the dark. I don't know. But if you get religious with it, how effective is it for God? Now, I believe with all of my heart, God is looking for faithfulness. He's looking to see how we do in the natural things, how we treat people with needs, how we walk with one another as our brothers and sisters in Christ, keeping our covenant, keeping our word, being faithful unto death. And Zion, the place of ruling and reigning, is just the natural byproduct. Again, I'm being repetitive, but I want you to get this before I get into the heart of what I want to talk today. But, but being faithful in the natural things, being faithful to meet the needs of others while you're in need, being faithful in covenant relationships, and then if all of those things are in place and the key word there is faithful, then you'll be faithful in reigning. In other words, you reign. Now here's, here's the thing that you've got to get about Zion. 
if it's just about going to heaven, then your personal victory is all that matters. That's why the body of Christ is stuck on all that matters is that I accept Christ and I go to heaven. If that's, all, if that's what this whole thing is about. But you know, if you go back and read the book, the Bible, and you go to Genesis, God made man, created in his image, placed him on the earth, and he looked at that man and he said, I want you to have dominion over everything on the earth. He did not say this is something that you, he wants you to have dominion. Dominion is a form of ruling and reigning. And he says, I want you to have dominion. He makes statements about this all the way through Scripture. And, and, and so we've got to understand that if it's just about heaven, then an individual victory is purpose, but is, is okay. But what if the victory is. How, how many people comprise the body of Christ? Hmm? Is it just one person? How many people are part of the bride of Christ? Is it just one purpose, person? It's all of us. How many people comprise the church? Jesus said, I will build my church. None of the things that he's trying to do on planet earth of having a body, having a bride, having a church is just an individual victory. It's a corporate victory. That's why we have to understand covenant relationships because if we're going to do this, we're going to have to have victory Together. Guys, let me just say this. There are some areas of your life in which you will never reign alone. It's always harder to fight a battle by yourself. One can put a thousand to ten thousand. There's, there's just so much power. And here's what I want to say right at the onset of this this morning is that we can't do what God has called us to do alone. David couldn't take Jerusalem, Jabus, by himself. David couldn't do what had to be done all alone. We need others. I don't want you to look around and just tell somebody you need somebody because you may look and see somebody you don't like and you won't feel like saying, I need you. But listen to me. I need other people praying for me. I need other people encouraging me. I need other people walking with me. I need other people who... who, 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 who can help me and do what needs to be done. I can't do what God wants me to do. You can't do what God wants you to do all by yourself. Now, this should be the clincher. How can you have a covenant relationship 
alone. Yeah, I got a covenant relationship with the body of Christ. I'm the only one in the body of Christ. I don't care what anybody else thinks. It just all that matters is I love me and I love me and I love me and I love me. How do you have covenant relationship with just yourself? So when we talk about ruling and reigning, when we talk about everything that God has put in our heart to do, if we're not careful, we rush the process and we want to just go out instantly and we live in such an instant society where we, 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 we just, you know, want everything to happen in an instant. God is more interested in the production of your character than He is in producing more comfort for you. But our problem is, we want more comfort, not more character. God's more interested in your character than He is your comfort. We want comfort. God wants character. And character takes time. Y'all may not have discovered this, but here's something I've discovered. God is not afraid to upset my comfort to build my character. He would rather build my character than just make it comfortable. Now, when God promotes us, we talked a little bit in the last couple of weeks about ranking, and when, 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 when we're ready, we think God should do what we think He should do, but God won't promote us to a place until He knows we're ready. When we promote ourselves, it's always premature. Now think about this for a moment. David, I told you this last week, but I want to reiterate it. David, when he killed Goliath, was between 13 and 15 years of age. He was a boy. He was 30 when he became king. He reigned as king for 40 years, seven and a half years at Hebron, 30 years in Jerusalem. So when God puts you in a position of authority, he wants to make sure that you're well prepared for what it is you're going to, to deal with. And David didn't get to Zion until he was ready for it. I'm sure at 15 years of age or 13 years of age when he came out there he came confident. Saul wanted to give him all this stuff. Uh, wanted to give him a, a sword that he couldn't carry. His armor that he couldn't wear. And he goes out there and he was confident with a, with a slingshot because, because that's what he knew. He had killed a lion. He had killed a bear. He went in there with confidence. But he still wasn't ready to become king. Just because he had certain victories didn't mean he was prepared for everything that would happen. 
Now the only reason Zion was so easy to take for David when he gets there is his men had passed the test of Bethlehem, Adullam, and Hebron. They had gone through being faithful in natural things, being faithful in need with their own needs, and being faithful in covenant relationships. And so today we're talking about Zion, and I want, want everybody to get the understanding, the, the, the place of Zion, the place of ruling and reigning, is a corporate place. Well, Pastor, see this is why everybody gets confused to talk about going to heaven. We're going to rule and reign with Christ. And the first question I always get when I get to talking about that is they come together and they say, well, who am I going to rule over if we're all kings? See, right off the bat, I know you ain't getting it. We're ruling together with other kings. What are we ruling over? All the earth. Now, again, this is, we can talk about it. David picked his leaders and his mighty men according to what they were able to produce, what they were able to accomplish. Now, our job is not to promote ourselves in the world, but to be faithful in all of the things, as I've just said repeatedly. Then God will come along and do the promoting. And God's business is that when we're doing what God has called us to do, and He's promoting us, and He's placing us together, and we do, then it's God's responsibility to add to us. Let me, let me just read you a scripture in Acts chapter 2, and I want you to see this in verse uh, Acts 2, verse 47. You know, they, they, the day of Pentecost had happened, and they'd continued. They were going from house to house, doing what they had called to do, fellowshipping with one another and walk with another. And verse 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church. Who added to the church? Do you all know that's my prayer? Lord, you bring here. Thank you for listening this morning, and we pray something was said that gave you hope and helped you to realize that God loves you and has a plan for you in the kingdom of God. We would love to have you join us for church services on Sunday mornings beginning at 10 a.m. You can tune in live each Sunday on our website, therhamalife.com, T-H-E-R-H-E-M-A-L-I-F-E.com, or watch the live stream on our Rama Christian Center Facebook page. One of the best and easiest ways to get our messages each week, as well as be able to watch previous sermons on, our, on your smartphone or tablet, is to go to your app store and type in Rama Christian Center and download the free app. Be sure to turn on notifications to stay up to date with what's going on here at the church. Contact us by visiting or by writing us at 3584 Davis Stewart Road, Lewisburg, West Virginia, 24901. You can also call us at 304-645-6999 or email us at rcc at
Thank you.